ಅಪ್ಯಾಯಂತು ಮಮಂಗಿ ವಕ್ಪ್ರಾಣಶ್ಚಕ್ಷುಶ್ರೋತ್ರ ಅಥವಲಂಬಿಂದ್ರಿಯಾಷದ ಮಾಹಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕುರ್ಯಾಕರಣಮಸ್ತು ಅನೀರಾಕರಣಮೇಯಸ್ತು ತದಾತ್ಮನಿ ನೀರತೇಜ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸು ಧರ್ಮಸ್ತೇಮೈಷಂತು ತೇಮೈಷಂತು ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ಮೇ ಆಲ್ ಫಂಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅವರ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ಸ್ ದಿ ವರ್ಕ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅವರ್ ಬಾಡೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದಿ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ ದಿ ಆಲ್ ಮೈಟಿ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ್ who is described in the vedanta may you not forget him may you realize his presence in us may we not be forsaken by him may all divine qualities adorn our souls and bring peace to our mind om peace 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 be unto us all so today we have our topic as glory of human birth of course we are human we will say human birth is the most glorious but i think others if they have the voice they will also say their life is glorious but if we look at the possibilities and expressions of the divinity and purity and the fulfillment which we have the possibility of manifesting that the power to express that is very much easy for human birth actually this human birth is a rare privilege is a rare opportunity we actually do not know how to utilize it infinite treasure is there and infinite potentialities are there and to express that potentiality god has given us wonderful talents tools all the senses are powerful our mind is equally full of energy and power our intellect can be made sharp and sharper and sharper and sharper which can penetrate into the depth of the mysteries of the material world and also of course further to the spiritual world the domain of unknown can be made known through the sharpening of our intellect sharpening of our mind sharpening of our emotions it can be divine the same potential power which is given can be channelized to realize the highest truth 
There is a mystic poet in Bengal. His name is Ram Prasad. You have heard of him. His songs are very famous. He talks about this, Oh my mind, you do not know how to harvest. This human birth is wasted. You do not know how to make it full, useful. You do not know. This body will be forfeited in the language. Forfeited means it is lost. It will go away. You today or tomorrow. But you feel that you are very happy here. And you waste your time and energy. So his instruction is there. He is talking to himself. Manre Krishika Janana. Oh, my mind, you do not know how to harvest. Amun Manob Jomin Roilopotit Abad Kulle Folto Shona. This Manob Jamin, this human body. This life itself is like a barren ground. It is, you have kept it like that. Weeds are growing. Useless things are taking position of the entire field of your life. But if you know, could utilize it in a perfect way, then it would have brought you wonderful crops. Abad kulle. Abad kulle fulto shona. Shona means gold. You could have brought the highest wealth in, in this particular field, utilizing this field. And, and you do not know that this life is not eternal. This opportunity may not stay with you all the time. You may think oh, everyone is dying, but I know I am here, I will die, I will not die. Before our eyes every day we see how many of our friends, as we are becoming old, this picture is becoming much more clear. <laughs> we find that our friends whom we loved, many of them have left already. Huh? And I am thinking still now, I will be here forever. Though there is notice coming from the God of Yama, eh? God of death, he is sending every now and then one notice. No, here is something in the heart. Oh, here is something in the, <laughs> in the kidney. Or this, that. But we don't get this message. And we think that it will be eternal. But that is not the point. That is true. But that is one factor. Then we can be serious about life. Why we are here. And what we are gaining. And what our achievement. What is our accomplishment what we could have gained more, that is the point. If we have money, always we think that money should be invested in proper, uh, proper place, no? How much we take care of investing our money. So that it brings more reward, more, more its effect should be, we should enjoy that. In the chapter 13 of the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Sri Krishna talks about Two things, two words he has used. Kshetra, Kshetragna. Kshetra means this field. This is the field. Kshetragna, he who knows that's my body. I possess, it is mine. 
So this is the Kshetra and Kshetragna means one is the matter part, another is the consciousness part. That, that body belongs to somebody who feels that is my body. He is called the Kshetragna. And this body is only matter and it has its purpose. This purpose is to realize what is within. You just imagine that there is a, you can think of a jar where you can put a bright lamp inside and the jar, earthen jar with maybe thousands of holes. So the light which is coming out through the each pore of the jar is the light within. So whatever may be the eyes, ears, nose, hand, feet, senses, whatever the energy, whatever the power is coming out, this is only matter. And what is inside? That is the light eternal. That is the consciousness. That is the blessedness. That is the pure truth. And we only are built, deluded with the external, we never turn to know who is there inside. So Gita suggests that in the 13th chapter 5 verse, it called the Kshetra. He said, Idam Shariram Kshetram Iti Obhidhiyate. No, this body is like a field, like a ground where you can reap something, you can cultivate something, you can create something and get the result of it. Idam Shariram Kshetram Iti Obhidhiyate. And how it is this? They have said in the Gita, second, the verse number five, it says five elements. Five elements, which is the body, mind, everything, and the whole universe is composed of. Five elements are the air, water, fire, space, and what you have left? Huh? Earth. 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 <laughs> So, <laughs> these are the five elements through which this constituted this physical body. So, this is the five elements. And then it comes ego, intellect, unmanifest, and 24, this is Shankha philosophy. Shankha philosophy says, this whole universe and your body and everything in this universe is composed of 24 principles. And these 24 principles constitute my body, your body, constitute the body of the sun, moon, stars everywhere. So five senses of perception, I see, hear, smell, taste, touch, five organs of perception, perceive. Those organs are necessary, but they are, we have to understand, they are not self-luminous. They are not conscious by themselves. They are only matter. So five organs of perception and organs of action, hand, feet, etc. This is Indriyani Dasai Kancha. These are the ten sense organs. And unmanifest means when this, all these things are coming back from the, as you think that when you go, we go to sleep, 
our our whole identity of this physical then goes into the subtle in the dream and and when dream goes back to the unmanifest that is called the unmanifest when we do not know this whole universe which is diverse objects remain unmanifest to us so that unmanifest and then comes our ego then mind sense organs and five objects corresponding objects are there the sense eyes will be meaningless if there is no object outside ears will be meaningless if there is no sound to perceive tongue will be meaningless if there is no nothing to eat so all the five objects have their corresponding objects of perception and there are sense objects senses and sense objects so all together if we kind count they are manifest then ego then intellect and then mind and now then senses of perception and knowledge action perception and action and five elements so if we count all these it will be 24 this is called the according to sankhya philosophy these are the objects matter but bhushishiko philosophy another philosophy which goes little more deeper and they want to say that all the actions of your mind your your desire ichha dvesha your aversion hatred sukha happiness dukha pain sangha to the aggregate of all this which hold the body and the chetana intelligence and fortitude these are the different things these also to both of them together is called the kshetra that is this body that means these are our constituent part of our system these are possible ways through which the inner light is trying to manifest if we wish we can use each of the tool to be powerful tool and become the controller of the outside so this is called the antakarana antakarana means the inner sense inner senses this last few which boishesiko philosophy has taken that the desire hatred happiness pain and the intelligence and fortitude and along with the whole combination of the body which keeps them together these are together called the kshetra or the field now each of them is being knowable i can know my mind i can know my intelligence i can understand also me sometimes so these are called the objects and what is the subject subject is that consciousness that is called the kshetra gna so kshetra and its various modification in their totality as spoken this is called as the body this is called idam shariram this body and has been dealt upon its different forms from this five elements up to this now human potentiality is there that we can explore this what is that within me 
What is my intelligence? How can I manifest that intelligence in the highest degree? What is my emotional understanding about the world and my perception inside and action and reaction? How we can elevate it to the highest so that it gives me eternal joy? This potentiality is there. So human potentiality is enormous because whatever philosophy we can talk about, the inner Brahman, you call Vedanta, or Purusha, you call in Sankha philosophy, consciousness is trying to manifest through all these parts of the Kshetra, or this body, eh? all these field, in the ground on which the superstructure can be built. This is the body, mind, senses, intellect, ego, emotions. So these are composed of this material. That is why Sankara emphasizes in his Viveka Chudamani. He says that, you know, this human birth is so precious. He said that, Yantunang Narajanma Durlabha. He's talking about the Jontu. Jontu means this world with bacteria, with plants, animals, and other living beings, even sense, which we see non-sentient, there is some energy behind it, but not manifested in human being is manifested. That's why he said, what a wonderful opportunity, Shankara says, that among all the created beings, this Narajanma, this human birth, is rare, durlava. It is rare means because in this life only people can think and look at the sky. Everyone is great. Every creature, potentially divine, no, no, no problem. But where is the question that one can look up and say, who am I? Why am I here? What is the goal of life? What is to be achieved? Where am I going to? So all these questions only is possible only in this human birth. That's why this human birth is very rare. In the ancient time, the ancient sages have channelized this force in both the directions. They have channelized this power into the cultivation of the material science as also for the spiritual science. To, and they, they reach their acme, they reach their climax. In ancient time, the science and technology, along with the material prosperity, reached its highest. And also the spiritual science, it produced so many saints and sages. So, why we not get satisfied with the material prosperity? Material prosperity is necessary. And we can, that is the beauty of human life, that we can develop whatever we want to be. Because inner potential is in, intense, profound, tremendous power is within. We are not aware of it. When we get into touch of that, people are becoming, see, so much uh, special. That, that means they have the faith in that power, that the faith 
in the manifestation of that power, faith in action, taking some direct means to manifest it more powerfully in our life. Shankara says that's why amongst the jantu means the created beings, any, anywhere there is a life force, this human birth is extremely special. And having this human birth to have this quality, quality of life, thinking of something noble, I want to be great, I want to be noble, that desire and the characteristics which create that Brahminic quality, that's called the Brahminic quality. Brahmin is not by birth, but Brahmin is by the quality. You all sitting here, you are all Brahmins. It is not by caste, you should have the sacred trade. But those who are hankering for the truth to know, what is the ideal in life to find out that secret of life, that is called Brahman, and they live a very high standard of life in moral and spiritual realm. So, and that is very rare. Even having human body to have this type of characteristics to grow in life, that is rare. That means there is, comes the question of cultivation of our manifestation, trying to manifest what we have within. How can I manifest more to cultivate those Brahminic qualities? Right? Compassion, love, uh, respect for others, uh, looking good, doing good to others. This noble characteristic that is sincere attraction for the experiences to know what the sages have experienced and if there is a way to reach that. So these are called the characteristics of Brahmin. So Shankara says that that Brahminic character is rare. Even millions of people are there. Some few only try to develop this power. Uh, this human life's potentiality, but to manifest in that direction is there rare in number. And then he continues, Tasmat Vaidika Dharma Marga Parata. That means one who is following the dictums of or the path laid down by the saints and sages, by the holy, by the noble, in any path you like. In the material science you will say, you follow the path of the scientists, in which field you are working. You must have to do that. You cannot do in your own way, and not following the tradition. So those who follow this, Vaidika Dharma, the ancient Vedic religious path. Now we are concerned more of our spiritual life. That's why Shankara emphasized on the Vedic wisdom and following that traditional path. That's why in gharana, in music you will find that there is a word gharana. Gharana means which school you belong to. Uh, who is your teacher? Uh, that teacher is who is his teacher. That means there is a lineage of tradition coming down. And if you follow that traditional path, then you are more safe because it is a tested path. It is a verified path. So having that type of quality is next rare. And then he said, Vidyatam. There is another quality is needed. You read scriptures, but have you understood its real purpose? Reading the scripture, misunderstanding the scripture, and applying that in wrong direction. As Ramakrishna said that, in every scripture there is sand and sugar. Eh? 
when we don't separate out, we chew. And as a result, we get the uh, sensation of chewing the sand. Sweet sugar takes long time to melt. But beforehand, the, the sand chews your teeth and your mouth. So similarly, in most of the religion, reading the scriptures, we do not know what is the purpose of that. So that's why Shankara suggested that Vidyattam, knowing the intensity, uh, knowing intently the purport of the scripture. What the scriptures are talking about? God realization. Know thyself. See who you are. That is the essence of all scriptures. In every religion, they call it in the name of God or Allah or Brahman, Atman, whatever terminology you put. But the point is that to know the truth, that is the point. But people get stuck into the paraphernalia and all the rituals and its uh, doctrines and dogmas. And when doctrines and dogmas we get involved into it, what happens? We miss the major thing and we lose the insight. And therefore we start fighting how I differ from you, you differ from me, and how that is correct, how this is wrong. There goes the internal struggle. And then is Atma, Anatma, Anubhavam, Vivechanam. It is a great opportunity to see the what is truth here, what is permanent here, what is temporary, is there anything permanent? Atma, which is my real self, who am I? This Atma, and what is the Anatma? What is non-self? What is the self? What is the non-self? Atma, Anatma, Vivechanam. Vivechanam means discriminating, understanding what is Atman. We have already talked about that, the, what is called the Kshetra and Kshetragna. Kshetra, the field. We have talked about that five senses, the, all the materials of all these, uh, intellect, ego, etc., etc. Your wish, your desire, all this mixed together is called the field. So, you have to know this is the field, this is matter. Matter is inactive without the support of the consciousness. The pots and pan and the material with, with which you want to cook all the items, you put it there without the support of the flame or the heat, the consciousness, your nothing is, will be cooked and no preparation will be possible. So this cooking, what is going on, my hand is moving, my mouth is talking, but what is the energy, what is the source of that? That consciousness percolates to different levels and manifests. How it can be best manifested? So this discrimination we have to do, no, 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 this is the matter part and there is a conscious part and I am that consciousness. Matter part is subject to decay and degradation. That consciousness part is eternal, absolute. So that which is dependent, that which is changeful, we call that is not the truth. Therefore, that, that person who is born only, having good qualities, good man in the society, having some values in the society, that's good. But we have to move further, to develop. Then you come to study and follow the path of the tradition. And even in that, 
in that tradition what to what to be the focus to find what is the real being in me and what is the material changing aspect of me how can we trust our mind today it is happy and tomorrow it is unhappy this morning i am very happy and this afternoon i may be totally uh, destroyed <laughs> so how can we trust that today i said i understand this this is correct and tomorrow some argument comes some reason comes and you say oh my god why did i thought that way so where do you trust you think that i can trust myself yes you can trust myself means this self no we don't we trust we can trust which is not unchanging that is the atma and what is on atma you cannot ever depend either external even internally you think that ah, i can depend on my mind i can depend on my own judgment your judgment is today's judgment <laughs> but under circumstances you will judge differently you will give the same verdict to yourself no 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 this is not right that should have been their way so this not dependable thing only independent thing is that atman the self unchanging consciousness and then it will not only talking will not do even if you say i discriminate day and night huh? i am not the body not the mind i am atman i am atman huh? but unless the realization comes we fail every day we say i am i am, I am atman but just a strong word uttered by somebody anyone can mane uh, create anger in us frustration in us we are like puppets we think we are powerful people <laughs> but we are puppets in the hand of the circumstances hand of the people the friends our enemies in which we live together of course vedanta does not say enemies <laughs> but friends <laughs> but still in our realistic life we feel someone is friend to me someone is uh, unfriendly to me so in that realm yes it is not only your this brain analysis will do atma anatma vivechanam that's a very good quality but have you any vision have you any experience even not vision vision is not very dependable because vision you have today then you doubt yourself did i see it is right or in my hallucination no most of the most of the people who have their experiences in maybe some mystic vision but they also doubt themselves am i am i right or is my mental craziness or what i huh? so you we are not sure about it but anubhava anubhava means you feel it you experience it and it's in its full strength so then saw anubhava and what is that anubhuti what is that realization it will culminate in brahma atmana sangasthiti the brahman the cosmic consciousness the cosmic blissfulness the cosmic joy and blessings and what is here inside me that real me and that you feel the identity it is only that and that alone brahma atmana sangasthiti that is called the mukti 
that is called the liberation that is called the liberation from all bondage and that is the goal of life and Shankara says na sato koti janma sukritair punnair bina labhate this does not this type of mindset does not develop unless you go through the experiences of life hundreds and hundreds of experiences and thousands of experiences in hundreds of births unless we understand that these are non-dependable this is the dependable this is the path following that path realizing that truth and establishing oneself in that concept of the Atman identified with Brahman is the culmination according to Vedanta is the goal of life so Sankara here presents a very high idea uh, the human excellence Swami Ranganathananda Swami used to use this language human excellence we have potentiality and that excellence we can bring out the excellence but sometimes we are not aware what is here and how to bring it out that human excellence this given a concrete ideal that that human being should have this ideal it will be absolutely established in that eternal truth, eternal joy and identity of Atman and Brahman Sri Ramakrishna expressed this what is this state? what is this state of mind? he says that it is a state when you acquire that state in every pore of your body you will feel enormous joy which you cannot comprehend your body will be not fit unless it is doing, going through the process of evolution of pure thought leading the pure life day and night and the process of discrimination or analysis discerning the thing mundane and eternal unless it goes through it will not be achieved and our Bhagavad Gita says this is the state of mukti liberation what is that like? Yang labdhva chaparang lavam mannantenadhikam tata Once you attain to this type of experience then your mind will not still think Oh, I am still incomplete If I get this, that will be happy If I get that, that type of total annihilation of any other desire will leave because you have attained to that such peace such tranquility, such supreme joy that there is no more gain in there is no gain in the world which is higher than this you will reach that young loved one attaining to that state this will be the experience that and just means thito if you get established in that no dukkhe no guru na guru dukkha means the heaviest of suffering the impossible suffering which cannot be endured it will not touch you see the state of being that is the goal given Gita suggests that is called mukti that is called realization and we want that where the heaviest of suffering which is impossible to bear with it will affect it will not affect so and 
And Narada, this says Narada has described the same idea. He said that Yangladhva Puman Siddhu Bhavati. You attain to that state of climax peace, what will happen? You become Siddha. Siddha means successful. The perfection in your success. There is no more success. It's the culmination of all success. Amrito Bhavati. You become like nectar. You become, you become like nectar. That's why we go to the this saintly people, sages. Eh? We get their touch and we can become holy. That is the state. Jivan Mukta, a person who realizes he himself or herself becomes this Amrita. Amrita means nectar-like. That means charged with that love and purity and radiates that love and purity. Tripto Bhavati, satisfaction. There is no more any demand. Perfect satisfaction. If there is a word can be used any perfect satisfaction, that is the state one will attain. Nakinchid Banchati. These are Narada, sage Narada in the Bhakti school. Uh, teacher, he is describing. I, I talked about the Vedanta, teacher. Now Gita said, now Narada Rishi. He describes. No, Suchati. He does not repent anymore. He is not a bereavement. There is no word bereavement in that life of that realized soul. Nadvesti. He has no, no hatred for anyone. That's why all the realized soul sees the Atman in everyone. Holy Mother said, eh? that no one is stranger, my child. Eh? Everyone, in everyone, make the whole world your own. How can you do your own unless you raise your consciousness? Full manifestation of human potentiality to be developed unless it is done. Matto bhavati. Once you attain to that, you will be mad. Matto means drunk. <laughs> Matto bhavati. Attaining that joy, you become totally drunk as it were. Ramakrishna used to dance, no? Always intoxicated. Girish Ghosh said, what brand of wine is this? <laughs> because he has already drunk himself. But he is not getting the fullest uh, Absorption and seeing Ramakrishna, he said, My God, where is he? Where he got this? What brand? I can get it. <laughs> and as he said, what, what happened? The uh, Ramakrishna started singing. Ramakrishna said that, Surapan Kurinayami Sudha Khai Jai Kali Bole. I don't drink. Sura means wine. But I drink the nectar of supreme bliss in the name of my Divine Mother. Mod matale matal bole, mon matale matal kore. You know, you people drink, so your body gets intoxicated. <laughs> but my mind being charged with that mother, it makes me this senseless like this. So this is the state, matto bhavati. That means Sri Chaitanya is to dance in ecstatic dance. They forget about the whole world. We dance to make a show of dance. But Sri Chaitanya, Ramakrishna, they dance because of the impulse which forces them from within and that makes them dance.
Samatto Bhavati, Sabdo Bhavati, sometimes they become totally silent, speechless, radiating that joy. Huh? And sometimes Atmaramu, absorbed in the deepest depth of their self. So these are the wonderful picture. We got a picture what this human birth can confer in its highest expression. The endless satisfaction, peace, joy, bliss, fulfillment, where all expectation and running for objects of the senses cease forever. That itself is a joy, is it not? For a little touch of joy, how much we are beggars. How much we beg for little touch of joy, little peace, little happiness, little love, little affection. And this person is saturated together like that. It is so much full that he feels nothing I need in the world. No want and no frustration. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose. It is that state of absolute fulfillment. That's why Sri Ramakrishna, as it, it, it is, we may call that they are saturated in joy. They are like, you know, Rasagulla, have you seen Rasagulla? It is, it is put into the syrup. Uh, the syrup inside, syrup outside, syrup in the pores of the body of... Uh, suppose you think yourself that you are sucked into the syrup where the joy percolates through your every pores of your body, in, out, your body, mind, emotion, ego, everything saturated with that joy. What will be that expression? That is the highest goal. That's why Sri Ramakrishna expressed, is human life an ordinary thing? This human birth is ordinary? He says, man, he means humanity, can think of the infinite. Who can think of the infinite? And the search continues till one reaches the infinite. We are all unconsciously or consciously moving towards that infinite. Not knowing how to get it, but whatever we try, wherever we go, we are all searching for that infinite joy, for that infinite bliss. Even Swami Vivekananda in his lecture, he said, and a thief steals because she's searching that infinite joy. Maybe huh? good holy man doing some holy activity, it is for the same purpose to attain that infinite joy, infinite bliss. That's why we are never satisfied. Unless we reach that point, no one can be satisfied. A millionaire is not satisfied with million, million. billionaire is not satisfied with billion. Huh? Even the kings, how many kings, emperors came, they are not satisfied with what they get. The more uh, expand their kingdom, that's also not satisfying. That they go for war, kill people, for what? Expanding. That that is the human excellence directed in whichever way you can. But it is the potential power is within and it is there all the time with us. And that's why Shankara again said that the three things are very rare in human birth. Huh? It, it causes, it comes because of the grace of God. This human birth, 
and to think that I am somebody and me is something. It's called Manushyatta. And Sri Ramakrishna described this one who is aware of his human birth. Hush. Hush means awareness. I am somebody encased in this body. But there is something that is called Manushyatta. And being in this body to reach that truth is called Mumukshatta. Desire. I, I wish to reach that goal. And to get that you get a chance in life. A holy sadhu comes. Holy person comes in our life and helps us to go in that direction. That is the third blessed opportunity of human birth. And he also puts this idea that you know labdhva kathanchit narajan madurlabham attaining this human birth durlab which is very rare already we have discussed that point and tatrapi pungastang suti parodarsanam then also having this birth getting the opportunity to listen to the scriptures to understand the core principle of life why we are here what we are searching for knowing intellectually all these things and then who does not make an effort to realize that Atman within. So Murhadi, he is dull, he is fool, he is an idiot. <laughs> Sankara gives us cars. Money <laughs> just arouse our consciousness. It's not that he is doing the bad thing for us, but he wants to in, in, give this inspiration inside that this, don't spoil this human opportunity. This is an opportunity. We can really, we can do whatever way we like, but it will lose the opportunity. Whether we get another opportunity, when who knows? You know, the, you know the Hindus talk about the uh, rebirth policy, how, how we are born again. That's a very um, a cumbrous journey. After we leave this body, how this soul transmigrates and goes to this plane, that plane, that plane and then comes back again to be born in a human body. That process, if you read the Upanishad, you will be able I don't want to do that again. <laughs> but we don't know, don't know is good. It is called ignorance is bliss. <laughs> That's why we are very happy. But if you really read those things and take it seriously, then you will feel, why? oh my God. No, no. <laughs> and that's why he says, if one does not try to understand this truth within, then saw he atmaha. That person is actually a suicidal case. He commits suicide. He does not value the precious meaning of this wonderful life. What it could have given us. What blessings it could bring us in our life. So, Binihangti, he kills himself, Asad Grahat, because he captures, he holds on, which is Asat, which is impermanent, which is non-eternal. So this human birth is precious, rare to attain and achieve the potential power being limitless, and there is the, to reach this bliss and knowledge, we can manifest that in whatever ways, because Swamiji said that 
Each soul is potentially divine. It is not that in you is less and in someone is more. The, even the highest saint and the sinner, it is the same power behind. It is lurking behind, only covered with the mist and clouds. So, here is human body, all the senses are strong, active, the mind can connect powerfully with the senses, the intellect can be made most sharp to unveil the secrets of the cosmos. All these are here with us and but who is trying to work on that? Animals, creatures, trees, plants, even the rocks and mountains and ocean, there is unmanifested consciousness but there is they cannot manifest this potentiality by themselves. A bird, a, 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 an animal, a cat, a dog, they are good, wonderful. But the, the senses which has been endowed with, to human being, the intellectual ability which has been given, all sight together, is very, very rare. In human birth, there is such a tremendous scope of flourishing, expressing the inner talents and potentials. That's why we can be Swami Vivekananda again and again said, we can be whatever we want. Only you need to have faith in yourself and faith in the divinity, faith in the sages and saints, perseverance, tenacity, and to trust in the divine potential inside. And the teachers who are talking about this eternal truth. Tremendous energy and strength within can unfold the truth layer by layer. Spiritual, we talked about the spiritual goal. But if there were any younger people, I would have talked about the way we can develop in our youth. Every aspect of our life can be made strong and powerful. This developing this potential, it is here already, only to open up. To unfold layers of layers. Suppose one can be a scientist. Who cannot be a scientist? Anyone can be a scientist. If the character, if, if potentially some people even have not that power or naturalness, someone wants to be a musician. Maybe his or her voice is not. But we know enough experiences, enough stories are there. Being very serious and practicing hard day and night. They become wonderful singers, musicians, instrumentalists, flutists, art, science, astronauts. Then no one is born as astronaut. But it's a developing that skill which is there. In the gene everything is there, no? In our genes all the potentialities are there. But one develops. That means that pot potentiality is there exercise on its manifestation and that is the human birth gives us this greatness for so we can develop see even the five seats in the Vedantic idea if we think you know that inner power is the light inside you can manifest in the body those who are bodybuilders only focusing on the body they can be a great bodybuilder great powerful man in the physical level 
those who are focusing on the energy level to grow. Uh, they can be good, powerful storehouse of energy in the physical, also in the mental. Now, one is cultivating the mind. One can be a great poet. One can express his emotions in a way. Rabindranath Tagore expressed his emotions in such a lofty way. The world can have a wonderful feast of the spiritual ideals he expressed to his mind. Intellect, he can be a giant. Philosophers may be there. Scientists may be there. Developing the intellect to the highest. There is optimum possibility. Possibility of and can manifest as optimum expression in human birth, in every phase of our life. And that is the greatest boon. So, we pray that we can develop in our spiritual life. You know how to develop, so this is a different subject, and we talk about all the time, that how to develop this, by the directions given by our ancient sages and our gurus, our holy people, our holy texts, Upanishads, Gita, all the scriptures. But fundamental thing to believe that this is a precious opportunity. Should I waste? If you don't, if you don't utilize or we don't, we don't utilize, what happens? You keep the land barren. What happens? It does not remain barren. It grows weeds. And undesirable things and everything can bring disaster one day if we ever try to think about no 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 I'll have to grow some uh, beautiful dahlias here or I'll be in some iris here then what you do that we know what to do we have to take out the weeds that's a long process till the ground water it fertilizer Huh? Water with love, tears for God, fertilizer, work hard, karma yoga, like all these means we can take and try to express our divinity in the highest possible way. And human life is, if we think every day, read our, our life becomes little more introspective. And that brings a great benefit in our life. We become too much overwhelmed with the external world. It is not our place. The world is going on in the same way. We are coming to straighten it. Iron it. By that ironing we get ironed. <laughs> but what can we do now? We should be aware of it. Don't not to lose this precious life. It's every second is valuable. Every moment is valuable. We'll have to do our duties. True. We'll have to work hard in our life. Undoubtedly. But at the same time not to lose the ground why we are doing this. And that is the call that feel we are blessed to have this life. This birth, let us try our best to express that what is potential as much as we can. God's grace is there and all the blessings of the sages are there upon us. Thank you. <laughs>